Hello, this is Brian Foster, and this is March 28th, 2021. I want to welcome everybody here. I'm talking about the book Evolution and Heredity, Chapter 7. Now, this book gets down into great detail about the processes between the evolution of two worlds, meaning the spirit world and the physical world. And so we're, I'm going to talk about what they're telling us in this chapter and what I learned from other spiritist sources and can give you the context of all what all this is in. So we're getting down to really nitty gritty detail. This may not be for everybody, but if you, if you know, this is, this is such, you know, technical description of how this works. It's, it's Waldo Vieira and Chico Xavier in, you know, in talking to, um, different spirits. This is Andre Luis, actually, but I know that when the Andre Luis gave him, it, it wasn't just Andre Luis talking to both of these uh, mediums. There's actually a group of people surrounding them, and they were all feeding information. So they gave us a lot of information and down to the you know the the, the, the excellent data and facts about how the spirit world interacts with the physical world and how our evolution is guided by the spirit world. There's nothing that's untouched by the spirit world. But first, before I begin, please hit the like button, subscribe, hit the bell so you can be notified when I do live stream, it really helps us. Please leave, leave comments if you'd like. I put a, a link in there for, leave your live comments in there if you're on uh, if you're on Facebook. I know Facebook you can't leave comments, but if you're on YouTube, go ahead and um, comment all, all you like. So. Now, let's get right into it. This is very, very interesting. So this section is titled The Intelligent Principle and Heredity. Regarding the law of heredity, it may be helpful to use geometry to simplify its concepts. Since geometry is a science that studies the properties of limited space, we can see that heredity is the law that defines life, circumscribed to the form in which it is externalized. Only intelligence can draw intelligent lines. So he's kind of giving you the whole intelligent principle there is what they've told us is in other spirits, spoke by other by other spirits and other mediums, is nothing is is sustained without the will of a spirit. The earth, the solar system, uh, everything is it's all fashioned by the will of the spirit. And so therefore you can extrapolate that this whole process of heredity and evolution is all is all was arranged by you know kind of a you know we talk about divine laws and and but it's almost like the divine algorithm the divine programming of okay this is how this planet's going to work and it probably yours is no different than the other planets with life on it is that's how they that's that's the processes okay we carry on in light of that fact, in bearing the ultimate objectives of the universe in mind, the divine plan cannot be ignored when delving deeply into genetics, despite how much the adherents of materialist science might be adverse to it. How the chromatids were structured in the chromosomes is something we cannot completely understand for now, but we do know that the spirit architects, in tandem with heavenly supervision, spent many, many centuries preparing the cells that would serve as the basis of the plant kingdom combining nuclear proteins with gluosodes and other primordial elements 
to establish a stable level of constancy between the contents of nucleus and the cytoplasm. After having completed this, the intelligent principle began to develop from the physio-psychosomatic perspective, meaning, meaning physio-psychosomatic meaning the, between the spirit world and the physical world. It's kind of how we should read that word, define that word. Not only did the physical form of the future start to be delineated, but the spiritual form as well. So let's talk about that for a second. So to keep life interesting, when, when a new planet is formed, it has always kind of differences, the environment, the amount of radiation, heat, all, all these different factors. And therefore, the teams that can surround the planet Earth, because Jesus is in charge of planet Earth, uh, other planets, but they assign people to, to help evolve life. So they have to, they start with this glutinous mass and it's got cells and stuff like that, but then they have to really figure out, okay, what can survive in these environment right because they don't have cookie cutter planets just like they don't have cookie cutter spirits we're all unique right we're all unique personalities we get these unique personalities by living life after life and going through you know trials and tribulations so they have to select and they kind of go through one path and it ends and it goes another path and ends one path oh okay this is going to work and then they might split off that so this is where they begin they say, okay, between the contents of the nucleus and cytoplasm. So they're figuring out, okay, this is what this should look like. Probably the concept of DNA is universal, maybe. This is conjecture on my part. But how they fashion it and format it may be different. Okay, next section is factors of heredity. Within the simple corpuscles that would evolve into the shape of microscopic machines formed by protoplasm and paraplasm, Magnetic operations slowly fixate bits of chromatin, building the chromosomes in which the vital formulas of reproduction would be condensed. Multiple processes of division then begin to be experimented with. Direct division or amyotosis is widely used and subsequently gives rise to mitosis or indirect division in which the natural changes of the celestial monad are reflected in the nucleus, foretelling ever greater transformations to come. Slowly, the chromosomes acquire the characteristic shape in their evolution through karyokinesis from prophase to telophase, warrants the greater care of the divine constructors who maintain the junction of physical and spiritual forces through the cellular nucleus, at which point an electromagnetic mental impulse occurs. This impulse causes the chromosomes to move from cell's equator to its poles, coining the laws of hereditary and affinity, arranging within the chromatids, in the shape of granules completely identifiable between lepitone and pactin. I'm giving you a lot of stuff. So basically, if you're just visualizing those double helix spirals, right, and how they and how they um, go apart, right, when the cells divide, they go apart and they come back together, and you know, with forming two other ones. So that's that's kind of the DNA. That's the chromosomes. That's how they all get there. And, you know, that's all the way from the sperm and the egg. They, they come and they create this unique, this unique physical being with these coded uh, encapsulation intelligent principle. And then it says, okay, then it, it has an electromagnetic, electromagnetic mental impulse occurs. Okay, so that could be, so when the cell divides. Now, it could be, it could be uh, alluding to the fact that when we're alive, we are completely controlled are completely covered, I should say, by our paraspirit. And our paraspirit 
is connected to every cell in our body. And when they say electromagnetic impulse occurs, mental impulse occurs, that could be from our parasites saying, okay, it's time to reproduce, the cell's getting old. Therefore, it's, you know, it, it, this all could be driven by a parasite. And of course, that's also one of the reasons I believe why we have to go through such prime, primal, primeval uh, cellular structures when we, we slowly evolve ourselves to be a very primitive, primitive spirit. I mean like a primitive spirit, like controlling a plant. So we can learn how to control every cell in whatever uh, ever physical or organic form that, that we are now in charge of. And then we grow and grow and grow into more and more advanced structures in the physical world. It may not, may not just be the Earth, it could be all sorts of different planets until we are able to be mature enough to be assigned to be a free will spirit, meaning, okay, we got freedom, we can even develop our personality and character now. But that also means we have to reform our character. Can't just be primitive like we were before. Okay. So it says, which in the passing centuries are fixated in number and characters existing for each species. Now, another background story in other books by G. Bell Owen is picture the spirit world and they have teams of spirits who are in charge of each species. So the spirit can say, okay, we can improve the species. We can, we can give this, you know, we can give an opposing thumb. But then there's other spirits that could be in charge of natural enemies of that species. And so, so one team cannot like completely destroy the other team. They have to keep kind of a, a fair playing field. Now, over time, one, one species can destroy another. If, you know, they gave an example of this, like a, an oak tree and a parasite. You cannot design, one team cannot, in charge of the parasite, cannot design a parasite that, just to completely kill the oak tree with no chance of recovery by the oak tree. So, you know, they say a lot of times in the long run, the parasite wins until they have to kind of create a new branch off the species. But it's, you know, so you've got competing teams. And it's, it just it sounds like, um, like Earth, doesn't it? Where you got, I mean, I used to work for a medical firm that we had competing teams creating, creating medical device. And of course, when they got to a certain, you know, prototype, and they looked at it and they said, okay, oh, this team, you win, because that's a better prototype. So they have competing teams. It keeps again, this is all can it's all eerily, you know, mundane and natural, but it shows you that Earth is a poor reflection of the spirit world. And that we kind of ape these things, or mimicking these things like like uh, children do with their parents, right? Remember when you're a child, like you you wrote a postage stamps on a, on a letter thinking that would work. <laughs> and of course it doesn't, but you know, you try to uh, approach what you think is happening. And we have this, this inherited feelings and memory from our past lives that kind of sink out and we do the same type of thing. Now, let's carry on. Archive of conditioned reflexes this is the next seg segment. Now through the stages of birth, life, Death, life, rebirth. That means reincarnation. Incarnate, die, incarnate, die, right? The chrysalis of conscience, oh, 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 in the physical and extraphysical realms, the chrysalis of consciousness within the principle of repetition live in the light of the sun as allotropic beings in the plant kingdom, where the cells in various species 
where they're clustered reproducing exactly the same pattern. In this realm, the intelligent principle uses heredity and infinitely recapitulated experiences to ability itself to differentiation in the flagellites, progressively ascending to even more differentiation on the animal scale, where the spiritual body as a human protoform already offers it more complex molds due to the reaction of the nervous system, chosen as the seat of the higher instincts with the ability to store conditioned reflex. So when they are creating these animals and you can now, you can now, it's like, it's like a baby when it's born, right? They have this conditioned reflex to grab just with their toes and their hands, right? Like, just like little monkeys, right? They, they, they grab the, the branch so the baby monkey doesn't fall off. They grab their mother or they have this instinct to, to suckle. So this is, this is part of it. So it, it, they can, they can um, embed this through, you know, through the progressive incarnations that really is what he's talking about is it's embedded in progressive incarnations because of that that um routine that application that controls that animal let's say has had been in charge of that type of animal many many times before and therefore it knows the rules and it remembers and its paraspirit then controls controls that animal in a way that it's controlled before and even when it's very primitive and in a, in a very embryonic stage, it's got, it's got conditioned reflexes. Next is building destiny. The cells undergo profound transformation because the spiritual element must now live at an, as an autotropic being, maintaining itself with a product of already synthesized organic matter. So it's, it's an independent being that has its own machine, right? We're all humans, we have our own machine. With time and under the inspiration of the spirit architects that guide the evolution of its form, the spiritual element advances on the course of progress, developing new tools of expression. So, and he says the spirit architects, so those, those are the teams, right? They control, oh, you're assigned. So this is, this is something where, okay, if you really like biology and genetics, You've got something to look forward. You don't have to. Right now, I know in biology, you want to be a doctor. You have to get a PhD, right, or MD or whatever to be to really get high in, in biological sciences. Well, in heaven, you can take courses. There's no such thing as a PhD or MD. You you just train yourself. You go through classes and forth, and you can be once this is a you can be on those teams that you can help create life forms on other planets. You can start on a primitive planet or a more advanced planet and help evolve those life forms. So we carry on. Between the earth and spirit planes, the spiritual element acquires this particular organelles, which is, begins to perform various functions among the protozoa, such as the pulsating vacuoles for the maintenance of the osmotic balance and the digestive vacuoles for nutritional stability. So they're creating these things, right? It's, it's got its own little organization. It's, it's, it's creating specialized cells. It's learning how to, it's training other cells, how to perform what it's supposed to be. It says in the metazoa, the spiritual principle constructs a physiological vehicle co composed of apparatuses and systems constituted of organs, which in turn are formed by tissues composed of cells and complex systems of differentiation. So you're going from a one cell animal uh, you know, maybe, you know, to, uh, 
a flatworm or whatever. And now you're getting to more, more complex animals. And after passing through lengthy metamorphosis, it finally reaches the human kingdom where gametes appear, specialized and secure in the reproductive organs with elements and resources, characteristics of males and females in the core of reproductive center integrated with the endocrine and sensory motor systems. So essentially what he's saying is as these intelligent routines, which we had started out as these primitive little souls, and they learn, they learn, and they, and then the, you've got, you've got souls in charge. Okay, okay, it's like we, you know, animals all have souls, right? So if your cat dies, it goes to heaven and comes back when it's, it's been ordered to, right, into another animal. And that animal is learning how to control the cells of that animal, just like there are, there are little kind of little primitive souls that control uh, insects and so on, because they're learning how to control those types of animals. Eventually. Our soul is, okay, we're organized enough to, to control every differenti differentiated cell. We understand how the human body works. We understand how to, how, how, you know, to cause those magnetic impulses. And also in part of the DNA is to have centers of cells that form their own organs. And so these are all things that have been architected by the spirit realm and also regular human evolution, right? Darwin wasn't completely wrong. It's just there's more to it than what he knows. In the act of fertilization, the male and female pronuclei join, blending the paternal and material chromosomal units so that the organism, obeying repetition in the law of heredity, is able to develop according to the genetic traits from which it descends. However, now in the human kingdom, the spirit, under the command of its own will, determines with its mere presence or influence in the material maternal body, the most complex and humanic phenomena inside the egg, laying the foundations of its own destiny in the phase of existence whose beginning is marked by birth. So this is a very important, and there's a lot of other information that, that lays more context to this. So you ask, okay, we're a soul, we're spirit in heaven, we go by and are we completely limited by the, the, the genes and chromosomes of our parents? And it depends. For, for spirits who are um, on a more uh, primitive level or ignorant level, I would say, those who are in the lower zone or below or just being um, um, reincarnated, they're pretty well, and they're not that they're not that much of an advanced spirit. They're pretty well kind of whatever, whatever that heredity was between their parents. As a spirit rises, it has through its own its spiritual influence, right? And he says, determines with its mere presence or influence in the maternal body, right? So you've got to be you're not just a very primitive spirit. You've got to be a little more cognizant of what's going on. You help influence you, your, your body. Now, what's been said in books by Andre Luis and other, other high spirits talking to different mediums is, let's give an example. Let's say a, a person who is being incarnated is supposed to be a physician or a surgeon. Well, that person will, will be introduced to their parents uh, before 
the the uh, the um, fertilization of the egg, and then in that fertilization, very quickly because they've got to change the DNA, they'll make subtle changes to the DNA to give to give let's say that that him or her uh, steadier hands, maybe better eyesight, uh, a calmer nervous system. So when they're a surgeon, they can they can take all this in. They will make small changes. Now, also that person will also cause that to, to, to take the best you can. The other interesting thing is, even before the fertilization, right? The spirit world may determine which sperm they want to connect to the egg and they'll go, okay, you, you're gonna win. And they will cause that sperm to fertilize that egg because this got the DNA that they wanna start with because it'll make your job easier. It's like building a house, but you got the foundation laid part of the way. So there's a lot of machinations. This is this is like this is why spiritism is so interesting. Every facet of our life is there's little tentacles in there. Now, let me talk about one other thing that I have not read anywhere, but this is my conjecture. Now, when I first read the Bible and it says, okay, that Jesus was an immaculate conception with Mary, I thought, ah, that's impossible. I thought a lot of that about a lot of things in the Bible. So but then reading about spiritism and knowing that we are this logical construct and that high spirits can really do uh, machinations on the logic of our physical universe. A very, very high spirit, a perfect spirit like Jesus could come and say, okay, I'm gonna take this egg and marry, and I will then summon the great genetic material to create exactly what I wanna look like and be, and I will then order this thing to reproduce in her womb. That is entirely possible by a spirit who is on the level of Jesus Christ. Now, was it done exactly that way? I do not know. That is my conjecture. It could have been done the natural way and just the way it was recorded in the Bible and they, they manipulated that to make it better for, for Jesus. But that can, certainly could be immaculate conception. So, there, I mean, once you understand that the earth is really, and we on it, are logical constructs who are, are uh, artificially, you know, sheltered from most of what the universe looks like around us, right? Because Spiritism tells us, in fact, it was in one of Andre Luis's books, we can only see about one-eighth of the world around us. We see less light, we don't see the other spirits, all that, you know? And then, of course, we think everything is, it, we're in, a, in an objective world, you know, I can't, my head's hard, right? The wall's hard, everything. So, but it's really all logical. And we, but we are, we are only have the set of permissions to, to look at and do what is allowed to us according to our spiritual level. And this is why there are stories of, of yogis in India and other places of very high, of higher spirits and Jesus, right? Walking on water. Uh, calming the oceans, they all hit, uh, the sea, I should say. Um, and then there's yogis here that can, that can like just not eat, right? They can materialize somewhere else. Once they, and even in the, the ancient things of yogi, right, of, of yoga, they, uh, they say, you know, life is just, you know, kind of light, right? And that was their best way of, I think, explaining that light is, life is just data that you can manipulate. And that we really are, uh, they say, well, we're an illusion. And we're, we're a very 
the whole life is illusion. All life is, is we're, we're like we're in a CGI, right? We're like in an app. And therefore, the ones who run the game can do what they want to. And Jesus Christ is in charge of, of the game of earth, right? He can do what he wants. Within reason, right? There's still this divine law, right? And Jesus still does not does not violate our free will. And I'm sure there's other, there's rules. It's like the rules for the teams that you can't have one species completely wipe out another immediately. That's, you know, you've got to play fair. So I'm sure there's these, these marked paths. And then within these marked paths, you have a lot of freedom. So I hope this is interesting to people because it really shows you how all this works. And if you're wondering, why am I here? What's life? And I'm not talking about the big areas. Right now. I'm just talking about the smaller areas. Why, you know, why do you, okay, why do I look like the way I look like? Why, why is my nose too big? Why is my hair going on? Right? Well, when you're in heaven, now, if you're in the lower zone, you're just given whatever you're given. You don't get a choice most of the time. You may get asked, but you're not getting much of a choice. But when you're in a high level of and you actually choose your body, what it looks like, uh, maybe some disease you're going to have in a certain stage in life to teach you some lesson you think you needed. In fact, there's one of the books, Boundary Lovies, they had this woman. And she says, nah, you know, she's looking at this outline of her body and it's a great representation. She goes, no, you've made me too beautiful. He goes, no, if you're too, if I'm too beautiful, then I'm going to have a hard time going through my trials on earth. And she, of course, she knows that when someone is very charismatic and beautiful, there's people, you know, some people want to do everything for you and other people hate you for it, right? You never know. And she goes, no, I have trials to do. I don't want to waste my time doing that. So quite wisely, she said, no, let's tone this down a little bit. And um, it just shows you uh, how smart some of these souls are. So let's go to the next section. Heredity and affinity. In remote times, the divine source guided the development of forms, laying out the guidelines for the cellular world on behalf of the intelligent principle. Okay, so I say right from the start, we kind of laid the groundwork to see what we work on this environment called Earth. Make things variable, keep life interesting for us. At the time handled in the spirit world, the same way an immature child is cared for in the human society. However, as its knowledge increases, it becomes responsible for itself, paving the way that will endow it with celestial inheritance and the bosom of cosmic consciousness. With basis in heredity, the intelligent principle takes on a physical form and then disengages from it, only to retake it in a new reincarnation in order to raise its cultural or moral level, or to redo tasks that it failed at or neglected in the past. That's us, right? So once the human form you know, once oh, okay, the Nathaniels, that ah, didn't work out too well. Let's let's have the modern humans kill all them, which they plan that. And then they, okay, this is this kind of your set. Now let's get you used to incarnate again and again. And then you learn more and more about that species and you'll become more proficient when you're implanted into that fertilized egg. I'll carry on. Um However, unavoidably tied to the principles of sequence, it is compelled to be reborn on the earth to live or to live after death, with rare exceptions among its fellow beings, because heredity and affinity on the physical and the extraphysical planes, respectively, are unavoidable laws under which the soul evolves towards a higher sphere by its own choice. 
learning through great efforts to govern itself according to the invariable guidelines of the good. In securing its equilibrium, these guidelines also give it power over the circumstantial factors of its environment, creating loftier qualities for its drive toward perfection. So, now what he's saying is, what he's hinting at, and I may be saying, is really once you start reincarnating on Earth, you're kind of locked in this again because you've got the, you've got the, um, experience. Now, I do know there's people incarnated here on Earth from other planets, and I'm sure there's vice versa. But it, this paragraph leads me to believe that it's not a usual thing, and that once you are associated with a planet into a certain free-willed human species or human-like species, you kind of stay in that one because your paraspirit and your automatic reflexes kind of understand how to control this body. But there are exceptions, like everything else. Then the next one is transcendent geometry. Having arrived at this level, the being submits itself to the law of heredity with the right to alter its fundamental characteristics up to a point not too far from the fair limit, according to its merit. Okay, so you can change, but, but not too far from the fair limit. What, what does that mean, fair limit? It means what you have earned in the past. Now, we have been told in the Boat's Boundary release that if you were on Earth and you you finished your, um, uh, you actually were successful on your assigned task, then you're given the ability. You can look whatever you want. You can come back perfect with no blemish if that's what you want. So it's according to your merit. It's, you know, Jesus could do whatever he wants. His merit was the highest. Socrates' merit was very high. Buddha, very high. Uh, Lao Tzu, right? They're uh, all advanced spirits. So they could look as they probably changed and they probably also made sure that their their uh, brain structure was so they could use a lot more of their cells with their brain and their pineal glands so they could, they could uh, communicate with the spirit world. That's why a lot of that is when you go through these different techniques and you want to be a medium, you, I mean, everybody can be, they say, a medium. We're all an inspirational mediums. But there are certain people that were destined to have that, that because you've got, you've got a more um, uh, capacity of how you were born within your brain. Okay. Let me see. Or, okay, so according to its merit. So in order to help its fellow beings on their climb to broader acquisitions on the evolutionary path, it receives the invaluable assistance of the organizers of progress in the mitosis of the egg that will enable it to have a new body in the world. That's what I said. You've got all these people then will help you. Oh, let's make these little changes. Next sentence is, every permutation of chromosomes in the uterus is invariably presided over by ordinary or extraordinary magnetic agents, depending on the type of existence where new or recapitulated experiences with the keys of hereditary attending to its purposes. So, exactly what I said before and what's in other books is, is if you are here for a purpose or you have um, gotten enough merit in the spirit world because of what you've done here on Incarnate Earth, you've been a good person, you've helped people, you will have, you have great assistance in your birth. Now, if you're a common criminal, 
and your birth is okay that you're going to be assigned to, to that to that fertilized egg and that may, that may be the extent of, of the help right they may introduce you to the mother and father but no you're going to be assigned to that fertilized egg go because you haven't had any you, you haven't proven anything now you're it's all with love but they're not going to do extra work for you it's just like a teacher at school if you if you're not doing too well but if you're really trying and you really want to do better at geography or math whatever the teacher and they see that you're attempting even though you're failing they'll give you extra help same thing in the spirit world it's your attitude and that's why the best thing you can do is even though like you're trying to get rid of these bad habits but just keep trying you can fail every day a little bit but make it a little bit better if you can over time you will be helped they want to see that striving for betterment now carry on this is why by seeing the chromosomes and the guise of characteristics in which the mind and the cellular corpuscles that serve it inscribe the dispositions and meanings of their own destinies characteristics that are formed by genes just as a line are formed by points genes to its elements called biospheres biophores are added and by taking the biophores at these points as being the granulus of ink that covers them it enables us to compare the germinal principles in the lower realms to the lines of elementary geometry which only cogitate simple lines and figures of evolution to encounter in these same principles in the higher realms of the soul the transcendental geometry applied to the differential integral calculations of the questions of cause and effect so at a certain level you can control your body depending on your merit now you can see okay but what happens then how do we kind of retain our own like little personality characteristics well what we've been told and we'll see what this next paragraph talks about though is that a child is kind of a empty campus it's got some things right and it's meant that way because they're trying to put you in this this parental atmosphere where they can teach you good things right that's why the job of a parent is nothing more important than the job of a parent is to help this other soul on the right path but and they say but uh, between 15 and 20 your your original personality characteristics from your previous lives right start peeking out that's probably one of the reasons why teenage years are so so tough right it starts it starts revealing itself and that's like sometimes you can see in a family where you've got you know three or four kids and and let's say four kids and three of them are just like their parents and they're great and the fourth one is just you know the black sheep just heck on wheels well that's probably because the family the parents said okay we will volunteer and we'll take this primitive spirit and we'll try and help that person become a better more advanced person whereas the rest of the people in that family have been through many many lives and they've been civilized now it can work or not work it's not the parents fault as long as they try and so therefore that black sheep probably it didn't work with them they could not control their primitive urges so they went off on their own way so and of course they were constrained within that body so we have we have the body we create which is uh in our environmental factors and our our, our mental factors are kind of you know our brain kind of 
set up for the foundation for our, our parents on how we're raised and what we learn. And then kind of our character comes through and it then puts itself on top of that. And it, and we're all kind of uh, affected by that to become hopefully better. Because that's what we're here on earth for is to remold, take out our primitive emotions, replace them with advanced emotions, love, charity, selfless, selflessness, and honesty, and take out the urge for, for anger and revenge, all that. Okay, let's go to the next section. Heredity and behavior. Thus, one can easily see that body naturally inherits from body according to the dispositions of the mind that adjusts to other minds in the circuits of affinity. It is therefore incumbent on responsible human beings to understand that relative but compulsory hereditary shapes the physical bodies they need in a certain incarnation. It is not possible for them to alter the work plan that they have merited or have been encumbered with according to their acquisitions and necessities. However, they can. So what he's saying is that, okay, this is, you, you can't just change what you want to do, right? This is, this is your, your shape, you're in, you've decided either in consult in consultation with advanced spirits on your life plan or because you're more primitive and you weren't given that choice, you're just assigned to it. However, they can by their own right or wrong behavior increase or diminish the hues of the plans that indicate their path through the biophores or our unities of psychosomatic force that act within the cytoplasm, projecting on the cells and consequently on the body, the mental states that will be better or worsen their situation according to their good or bad choices. So what is he saying? He's saying that you, you have this, this blueprint for your life. It's not, it's not um, set in stone. Let's say this. And so let me give you an example. There in one of the Andre Luis books, there's a man who was suffering from uh, a skin disease. It is painful, very, not, not good at all. And this other spirit rushed in to where this man was, and there's other spirits around around this man. They were helping him. He says, "Could you please help him? He's been so good. He's helped my mother. He's given he's given her money when he had no money himself. He just used it instead of eating. He gave her money to help her." And the other spirit says, "Yes, we're helping him." He says, "In his life plan, he was supposed to have a very debilitating skin disease that he could barely move. But now we're making it. We're lessening it a lot." And he goes, well, why did he have to have this in the first place? He goes, well, in his previous life, he ran a factory and he kept people inside this factory that was horrible atmosphere, very caustic. They died early. And therefore he is now feeling the effects of what he did as that factory owner. Now, he's, I think now he was like running a, a, a law firm or some firm. He goes, the people that work for him in his firm are his old employees. So he's treating them pretty nicely too. So. We are actively helping him through the trials of his present life, and we are we are lessening the uh, the severity of these trials because of what he's done in this life. So, you know, if you don't like your life and things are going well, try to do as much good as possible, and you will be helped by the spirit world in your trials. It's so connected and. That's, this is why I'm going through now. I know this is getting down into great detail and I'm using words that even I, you know, is kind of hard to understand. But I think it's important for people who want to see 
and I and this is going to be like a whole playlist on my YouTube videos just for evolution, uh, just for um, evolution in two worlds. So people can look at it as they want. So you can understand that you know when we talk about the spirit world and love and God and heaven, it's not this like fuzzy concept. This is this is spirits telling Chico Xavier and Rodo Vieira, this is how this works. Okay. You know, when when two people make love and have an egg fertilized, it's not just random occurrence in the physical human world. You're not just two dumb kids getting together and having unprotected love, right? No. It was planned out. We've got a soul picked out for that egg and you know that fertilized egg. We know what it's going to look like. And if it's someone special, we're going to help it. And we're going to help it according to the merits it deserved. Do you see how everything, I mean, this gets down to everything. This isn't like, this isn't, I mean, and there's nothing wrong with this. This is, you know, a lot of religion. And it's like, God loves you. Jesus loves you. You just have to give love. And that's all wonderful. And telling you how you should forgive people and love people. And yes, that's all the way it should be. Spiritism says the same thing. But what I'm trying to reach to you is getting down into these are the processes. This is how this works. This, I mean, there's machinations. There, there's a there's a whole, you know, behind the scenes. I remember I used to, when I was in computer science and used to Irvine, and I used to actually grew up right next to Disneyland. I had a friend work at Disneyland. We went behind the scenes, right? And I think it was, I can't remember, it was like Mr. Lincoln or something like that. And there was this room, it wasn't even close to Mr. Lincoln, but it was this room with all these uh, like disc tapes and, and computer controlling. The disc tapes were like the audio-tronics, right? They're kind of going through like a player piano of how they move, right? So you could see behind the scenes of how all those audio-tronics work was this very complex control room. They have, you know, computers all around them. And this was back when computers were bigger, right? They're wrong. Yeah, I'm pretty old. So, so, but this is how it worked. Now I'm sure there's tiny little chips that I can do everything. But this is, this is the behind the scenes. This, I mean, we are the culminations. We, me in a physical form is I have this perispirit. You can't see, test every cell in my body. My soul is in the ether communicating to my physical body through the perispirit, little silvery cord, right? It's it's all it, you know the the, the the sicknesses I go through, the, the major ones, the cold and flus that anybody gets. But if there's cancer and like that, that's all most of it's predetermined, and therefore, it's this is all, and then there's spirits around you, your guardian spirits right there is the most important person. Is saying, okay, oh, let's see, what's next on this person's agenda? Oh, this is going to happen. Let's make sure this happens a certain way. We'll help them. And I, and, and in hindsight, I can see where I was manipulated into situations that I, you know, I thought, well, this is weird. And somehow I just ended up in situations or didn't end up in situations or relationships that I was, that was not to be my destiny. And I'm sure that's happened to you. And if you think about it and you look at, at relationships you've had and maybe job offers that magically appeared or disappeared, 
like when you thought you're going to be this, but then you ended up that. And you can look at the the spirit manipulations, right? It's like it's like when we um, went to buy our house, right? Everything's worked smooth. Or I had friends who wanted last minute to go to a healing center in Brazil, and said everything worked out. I got the visa, I got the tickets. I mean, it's just remarkably fast. And it does. When it's supposed to happen, it works out. When it's not supposed to happen, as an example, uh, my wife and I wanted to get sell our house and build a different house in a different location. Every time we went to look at a house, it either was sold right beforehand or something, right? But then it's okay, we'll buy land. Every time we tried to buy land, it was held in funny title that we wouldn't touch. It was sold before we got it. Then we said, okay, we're going to tear down our house and rebuild it. That went smooth. And the builder was great. I mean, because you know how hard it is to find a good builder and a, a very good, honest contract. The guy was great. It was done beautifully. And so that was meant to be, right? We, we, made, we made this choice. Ah, no, doors closed, doors closed, doors closed. Let's, let's get you your free will, but we're going to, you know, they could have said, you dummies, we're going to make you have the right choice. That's not how they work. They kind of, they kind of manipulate you like, no, bad choice, bad choice. And then you finally stumble on the right choice. And it's like, you know, it's like people training animals. They, they give you that fish, right? Or those M&Ms. And then, and then things work. So this, I hope that this kind of gives you a peek of, I mean, we are so beloved and just like kids, right? You, you know, and um, just like you love your children or your grandchildren or, or nieces and nephews, whatever, that, um, but you watch them, right? Because they, they don't make good choices most of the time. That's part of being a kid. Well, that's part of being a human too. We don't make good choices most of the time, but that's why we're here to learn how to make good choices, to learn to our conscience and to improve. So I hope this was interesting for for you um now remember i do this every sunday and then on tuesdays i'm going through uh, wander and spirit land so i'm talking about this is by a different medium not a spiritist but he's talking about his wandering through spirit lands and how he also does um how spiritism backs up what he's saying and small little changes but if you're interested in how all this works i really recommend my series of three books heaven and below Book one of spiritism. And oh, before I start, please remember to subscribe. Please hit the like button. It's really important with the algorithm. And that would give me a great favor. So if you want to learn about all the machinations of this, my book, Heaven and Below, it's talked about heaven, the lower zone, the dark abyss, talks about Jesus Christ. Then my second book is, is Spirits in the Spirit Universe, which is all about a spirit. What is the spirit? How, how does the spirit operate? I mean, how do we learn? And then the third book in the, in the series is How We Are Guided as Spirits. And that is our talk about our guardian angels. It even talks about guiding of whole nations, cultures, races, and what is the future of Earth. So there's links to that below. You can also go to my website, nwspiritism.com, where I have links to these books. And then lastly, I have a book that is, if you're new to Spiritism and you would like to learn more about it, I have a book called Spiritism 101, uh, The Third Revelation, on my site. Now, you can get that in Kindle 
Audible are paperback, but it's also on PDF free. So you can just download it in PDF. And it will, it's a good, less than 100 pages, good introduction to spiritism. I recommend you, you, you read that book. And then I think the second book, if you're new to spiritism, is really to uh, get the spirits book. Uh, this is the headwaters that Alan Kardec codified and, uh, in the 1850s. And when he talked about codified, he wasn't a medium. He, what he did is he used, he did a series of 1,019 questions to mediums throughout Europe, and he didn't use the answers unless the answers were similar or the same. And this is kind of the headwaters. He wrote other books, but you can get all of his books in PDF. That's how I started. So I'd recommend you do that. That my, the, um, Spiritism through Revelation, get on PDF for free on my website. And this one, you can get it PDF for free. I also have it on YouTube and on my website too in audible form. So on YouTube, I have it every chapter. Uh, even this, uh, there's a playlist called The Spirits Book. And then on my on my side, I have an MP3 format and MP4 something format. Um, so it's like an audible format where you can start and stop. And you can download, I think it's like two files because it's so big. You can download that listen to it in your your apple podcast or whatever you want but um so there's ways you can do that and it's no cost and, and uh, believe me the more you explore spirit, spiritism the more interesting life to be and the more you can look at things in a whole new light anyway i want to say god bless everybody god bless